This evening, I invite you to hear the Christmas story. It's found in Luke chapter 2. No, 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 no. I appreciate the fact that you're looking in your order of service. You can check me later. But tonight, what I want to ask you to do, because I know many of you have heard this so many times that you can't, you can't even remember the first time that you heard it. Pretend like you're hearing it for the first time. Just listen to how the gift of grace came into the world. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this registration was first made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to be taxed, everyone into their own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. He went to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she had brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in that same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said unto each other, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste, and found Mary, and Joseph, and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. This is the word for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Church, have you ever had a day not go the way you planned it? <laughs> Has that ever happened to you? Because it's happening to me right now. And some of you may not know that, but I feel like I need to, I need to let you in on it just so you understand where I am and what my day has been like. My name is Ross. I'm usually over in the gathering. Kevin's name is down for the sermon here at 5 o'clock, but he has graciously agreed to let me share what I have prepared because the heat in our chapel is broken, uh, which, go figure, right? On one of the coldest days of the year, the boiler decides to freeze. So I know that some of you in here are also having a day that you didn't expect or a day that you didn't prepare for because you thought that you were going to be sitting in a different space, perhaps singing some different songs, smelling some different smells. But what I'd argue and, and what I hope you'll believe with me by the end of our time together is that despite all of that, Christ is born anyway. If you're like me and my family, 
then when you are expecting guests to come into your home, you get possessed by some sort of clean and tidy spirit, right? Everyone knows what I'm talking about. You may even have a name for it in your house, but we have all felt it. I'm convinced of it that we've all felt it. There is no way that the Furios are the only family that get a little bit crazy when expecting company to come and stay with them, especially if they aren't family. And usually that spirit or whatever you want to call it rears its ugly head during the holidays. So I figured this was as good a time as any for us to have a really honest conversation about it. I remember vividly seeing this come out in my parents when I was a little kid. And I'm not going to tell you who it came out in more, though I think you could probably guess, right? We'd be expecting some family to come into town. There'd be some holiday coming up. And the way it seemed to me as a kid is that we would spend at least a week cleaning and organizing and dusting and sanitizing every single square inch of our house. If it was in the fall, we'd be outside raking leaves. If it was in the spring, then the yard would have to be perfectly mowed and edged with fresh mulch. I mean, like, you've lived this, right? I can't be the only one. And I remember just thinking it was the craziest thing as a kid. Like, my mom wants it to look like no one actually lives here, and they know that we live here. (laughs) This is our house. And they for sure aren't going to look in my closet. So why am I having to reorganize my closet? But little did I realize that I had caught the same bug. I was the president of my fraternity at Birmingham Southern College. So it was a smaller chapter of our fraternity. And it was an interesting year being the president of a fraternity. But one of my most interesting memories of that time in my life is when our national president, so the president of everything that was usually up in Indianapolis, was coming into Birmingham. I I don't really remember why. I think it was because one of the bigger chapters at Alabama or Auburn had just built a new house or had just won some award. So he was flying into Birmingham, and he was going to go to their chapter, but he was going to swing by and see us at Birmingham Southern. And that's when I found out that I, too, had been possessed by this clean and tidy bug that completely took me over. And let me tell you what, I'm proud of this. I rallied the troops. I made those guys get that fraternity house the cleanest, I'm convinced, the cleanest it had been since it was built. I mean, I wouldn't have recommended it, but you could have eaten off of those red tile floors by the time that we were done with them. They cleaned the oven, they dusted, they pledged every surface, they straightened all of the composites on the walls, they vacuumed out the couches. We didn't own a mop, but we had those Swiffer pads, and we probably went through like three or four boxes of them to clean all the floors. I put diffusers and candles all over the house so that it would smell nice. They were out there doing yard work. All of their individual rooms were spotless, even though I didn't think he'd see inside of them. I just wanted to be sure. I even made him clean out all the trash cans around the house, all to make sure that we impressed, or rather didn't embarrass ourselves in front of this guest of honor that we were expecting. And of course, right, 24 hours later, it's no surprise, the house was completely a mess again. 
My hunch tonight is that you have felt this pressure, this, this buzzing to make sure that everything is perfect before someone arrives at your home. And look, I know this isn't always a bad thing. I know, I know that sometimes it's rooted in a desire to be hospitable and, and to be welcoming, to provide a warm and safe place for your guests to come in and rest after perhaps they've traveled a long way to get to your home. But I also think if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes it's more so rooted in, in a fear of judgment or a fear of rejection, a fear of what someone might think of you or of your family if it isn't up to par, whatever that par may be, worried that perhaps they'll think less of you, that you won't be accepted, that they won't want to stay with you. And so we place this pressure on ourselves to make sure that everything is perfect. And I think there's this, this temptation and, and this pressure to do something really similar during this season of Advent as we lead up to the arrival of this Christ child. If you're like me, in those four weeks that we spend in Advent leading up to this night and Christmas Day tomorrow, then, then you find yourself thinking and, and you catch yourself thinking that you really need to get your life together before Jesus gets here that you need to get everything straightened out, that you need to tie up every loose end, that, that everything needs to be taken care of, that you need to be at your very, very best, near perfect, standing at attention, waiting for that manger to finally be filled with a baby for fear that if, if you aren't ready, if you don't check every box, that Christ might not come. Or perhaps that Christ might not come into, into your life. And what I love about the birth narrative that we just read is that I think it completely proves all of that wrong. Because the story of the birth of our Savior consists of a young, engaged couple who are in way over their head, who are certainly not prepared for the arrival of a king. Not to mention that they had probably just gotten the nursery exactly the way they wanted it in Nazareth, and then they find out that they have to pack everything up despite Mary's stage in pregnancy and make this journey to the town of Bethlehem to be counted in a census, something that there is no way they could have prepared for. The angels visit shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night, which I really think is just another way of saying that they really didn't have a home. They really didn't have a place to belong. But for some reason, God deems them worthy of hearing this message before anybody else does, that a child is to be born to a people that didn't even have anything to prepare. And then you have the innkeeper, right? Who doesn't really get a voice in the scriptures, but gets a voice in every single children's pageant Christmas story that we have ever seen, doesn't he? A tired and weary Mary and Joseph knock on the door in desperation of a warm and safe place for Mary to labor and perhaps deliver this baby. And this man, this innkeeper, has the audacity to tell the Son of God that he doesn't have 
any room, that they can't spare a room, that, that he's sorry, but that they just aren't prepared. And there's really nothing that he can do. And, and Mary and Joseph ask again, are, are you sure? Because you see, we've already been everywhere else in town. You're actually our last hope. And then he says, well, I mean, I guess if you really need to, you could stay in the stable out back where we keep our animals. It's not much, but, but it's better than nothing. And Mary and Joseph jump on it. And the rest is history, isn't it? The good news that I've gleaned this year from this story and the good news that I hope you will glean tonight is that when Christ first came into our world, most of the world wasn't ready. They weren't prepared. And yet, Christ was born anyway. Maybe you feel anything but prepared right now. Maybe this has been a really hard year. Maybe you just feel like you've been in a full sprint these past couple of weeks, and as you come up for air right now in this moment, sitting down for the first time all day, you realize that you forgot something and you aren't prepared. My guess is that we have a whole bunch of far from perfect folks in this room and perhaps across the world, completely unprepared for this baby who is to be born this evening. Folks who've lost their jobs, folks who have lost loved ones, folks looking at empty seats around the table, perhaps for the first time this year. Folks experiencing anxiety or depression, people who feel alone, folks who feel rejected. Folks who maybe have more questions than answers about what this next year is going to look like for you and your family. People who may just be overwhelmed with the demands of life, who are just trying to keep their head above water, who like the innkeeper really don't even feel like they have room for Christmas this year, much less prepare for the arrival of a king. And my friends, the good news for us is that Christ is born anyway into a broken world embarrassingly unprepared to parents who are in way over their head, surrounded by farm animals and all the smells that come with them. With this king's first visitors being shepherds who, if we're being honest with ourselves, didn't have anywhere better to be. And yet, the Christ child is born I think the point of Christmas, the point of this night, of the arrival of this child, is that no matter how hard we might try, we will never be fully prepared. And I'd argue that that's the grace of it all for us, because despite that, Christ is born. Love is born. Hope is born. Joy is born. Redemption is born. Christ is born. Our job, much like those shepherds, is just to simply show up at the manger, to resist the urge, to try and make everything perfect, and instead trust and know that no matter where it is we may find ourselves, God is with us. No matter how put together our lives are in this very moment, God is with us. No matter how prepared we are, 
God is with us. Christ is born anyway. And thanks be to God for that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey friends, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for tuning into our message this week in the gathering. We hope you found it meaningful and life-giving. As always, you're invited to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., either in person here in the chapel or online. If you want to know more about who we are at Bluff Park United Methodist Church, you're invited to check out our website. There you'll find out who we are, what we have going on, and how you can be a part of it. As always, friends, if there's anything that we can do for you, you're invited to reach out to us. We are here to help you and support you in any way that we can. We hope that you're having a great week, and we look forward to seeing you soon.